0: Welcome to the Six Pennies Podcast. Today we have myself, Albie, and Jonathan Mock down there in Houston. How are you doing, Mock? Good. Ready to get this thing started. Let's do it. Uh, Today's episode is going to be about sports gambling. There was a huge decision last week. It it basically made the states have the right to legalize sports gambling. Um, I think uh, the reason why we want to talk about this is potentially it has a lot more impact than just you know, betting on LeBron James or betting on the Houston Rockets. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think this is a huge decision, like you mentioned, and it's it's about time. Uh, I'm kind of surprised it took this long for this decision to get reversed.
0: Uh, just to give you a little more context, guys, um, this decision is uh, overturning a 26-year-old federal law. The uh, Supreme Court struck down that law. Uh, in New Jersey, ba- basically giving them the rights not only to do sports gambling in casinos and, and racetracks, but also now, as you can imagine, all of these huge sites are printing and developing new ways to to get people to gamble, to gamble sports, uh, to gamble uh, among friends, fantasy fantasy sports, things like that, so um, you're right, it's it's taken a while, but it's here, and I think the reason why I wanted to talk about it is you know we we always you and me and a lot of our friends we're always looking at lines or prop bets or whatever the case may be because I mean at the end of the day the Vegas bookmakers kind of know sports a lot more than we do somehow they set the lines perfectly sometimes it's right on a number sometimes it's just one or two points off um, but how do you think it's gonna impact you personally?
1: Me personally I've always kind of viewed sports betting as like kinda of like a side hustle, if you will. Um just something so me and you we have we like buy and sell tickets sometimes for concerts and whatnot and uh just so I kind of view it kind of in that same category. Uh like obviously I'm not going to be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on sports gambling, but you know, I'll play around with like a couple hundred a year or something like that to uh it, for one thing, it makes games much more interesting, especially when my teams aren't involved. Uh, for example, in the NFL playoffs, or, or a lot of times in any playoffs when my team gets eliminated, most of the time I won't even want to watch any more games after that point. Uh, but if if there's a good line that I see that I want to get in, get some action on, then it at least keeps me a little intrigued for the games. Um, but I guess to answer your question, it probably won't change my day-to-day too much. Um just a little bit more of the same. What about you?
0: Yeah, it, it definitely raises intrigue, right? It raises uh, mystery. And, I mean, just just if you just put, like, $5 on a game, you feel like your your whole being is vested in that game, especially yeah. if it's close. <laughs> um, yeah. I think hockey betting is super exciting when it comes to this. Even if you do $5, a goal is, like, the most nerve-wracking thing, whether you're <laughs> trying to stop a goal or you want your team to score a goal. Um, yep. So definitely the the fandom or fanfare is going to improve. But I think the impact here is going to be on people who actually don't even like sports that much. I mean, outside of, you know, us and our friends who are very knowledgeable and into sports, there's a lot of gamblers out there who are just gamblers. You know, they're, they're numbers people or yep. they, you know, they monitor lines and things like that. But now, since it's going to be legalized, um sport the tv ratings the streaming ratings all of those things in my opinion are going to increase which is going to increase revenue for these leagues and i think you know these owners and these franchises are only going to get more rich
1: yeah no that's a fair point as well
0: yeah so i think um out of the four main sports in the u.s hockey basketball baseball football basketball right now is probably the closest in terms of integrating it into their system i think adam silver already is trying to propose that they get one percent commission on all the wagers related to the nba i don't know how he's gonna monitor wow. or regulate yeah that, how but, do you even do that <laughs> but the fact that you know he he is open-minded about it and he's probably yeah. been thinking about it for a while now is i think it's it's great for the nba
1: that's true that's very forward-thinking of them. Uh, like you mentioned, though, I have no idea how that would even possibly be enforced.
0: I, I do know a lot of these sites, like, you know, remember back in the day, like, Bodog and Sportsbook. Now you yeah. have DraftKings and FanDuel, things like that. Now they're going to have it, you know, a lot more accessible right there on their app. So yeah. depending on where you live, I think New Jersey is going to be the first first state to implement it let's say you live in New Jersey, you literally can just pull up a phone, get the local line, and start betting, which is insane. The risk is monumental um it can definitely ruin some lives if you don't have any self control right. but also you're also you're also gonna see a bunch of people like new money, right like yeah. someone's gonna get lucky on some parlay. And they're going to be an instant millionaire, and I think that's gonna—we're going to hear about the stories a lot more common now.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a very, very point. Obviously, it all boils down to self-control. So, like I mentioned, and we've talked about this on previous pods whenever we talk about gambling. Like, you never want to, like, you know, mess around with more money than you can afford to lose, right? So that's the first rule. Uh, but overall, yeah, you're right. There's just going to be a ton more action uh, from both people like us who just enjoy sports watch sports all the time anyway and we feel like that's a lot of our knowledge base to begin with so why not you know make try to make a little bit extra money on the side with it but you're right also it's gonna bring new people into the game
0: yeah so there's there's two things that I really want to touch on and I want to hear your opinion first thing is I mean gambling has always been around especially sports gambling Uh, you you think of like NBA refs Tim Donahue and that crew You think of Pete Rose, how he's still not in the Hall of Fame, even though he's the greatest hitter in the history of the game. Um, But now since it's legalized, how can professional athletes be regulated? How can they be controlled? It's going to be so much easier now for them to shave a point here or there or miss a hit here or there (laughs) because the opportunity is, I don't know, man. It's it's out of control, in my opinion.
1: That's true. I mean, it's... Gambling has always been the big elephant in the room, right? Like even announcers, um, especially even NCAA level, when they're t- when bowl games, uh, there's a couple of announcers who always have a comment here and there at the end of the games about, oh wow, that's a big hit or a two thousand people were just really angry at that extra point, something like that. Uh, so I think it was always in the back of people's minds and now it just brings it more and more to the forefront. Uh, luckily for professional sports, when we're talking about that, like these players are very well paid already. Uh, not to say that greed won't be a factor in in maybe a couple players being tempted to to shave points here and there, uh, but but I think when it comes to professional sports, at least basketball wise, uh, these guys are well very well compensated. So I don't know if there's that much worry on that regard, uh, but maybe in lower levels.
0: Yeah, lower levels definitely would have a big impact. I, I believe you're trying to allude to Brent Musburger. He is yeah. notorious for uh, right. talking about the lines, <laughs> even in the middle of games, and just he is for sure a gambler, and he try yeah. he doesn't even try to hide it. Basically, yeah. Um, but you're right. Like it's always been an elephant in the room. Um, everyone always talks about. I mean, SVP has a show every every night on ESPN okay. talking about bad, bad beats. beats. Yeah. which is an awesome show. I Like, every time I, I catch it, which is rarely, probably once every couple of weeks, but every time I see it, it's just, like, hilarious. But also, yeah. it could be devastating. For Unless the you're on the wrong left. side of it, yeah. yeah. Exactly. exactly. Um, no, I, I appreciate you bringing up the NCAA. Um, in my opinion, I think the other big elephant in the room is amateur sports, and whether they are... They should or deserve to get paid or not. I've always been on this side of the fence. I feel like they should get paid just because of the amount of money that they bring in to whether it's the school or they make the coach or even now legalizing gambling. So now all these amateur athletes, I'm thinking about college football here, are going to be making additional billions and billions of dollars for fans, and they're not legally supposed to see a cent of that. I mean, right. to me, I just feel like that's morally wrong. Um, how do you feel?
1: Uh, can you define paid? Like, what do you mean? They should be paid like a salary or, or what?
0: So I think in a free marketplace, I think, the, right. I think the demand and the supply, let's say you're a Cam Newton coming out of high school, um, you know you're going to demand you know, like the highest, if there was a salary in the, in, a, in, in college football, you're going to demand the highest salary there. Um, and I think he deserves it. So whatever, just have a bidding war, basically. Like, let's say you pit four schools against each other. They're all recruiting him. And I think they should sign him to not only an education, but also some money. Because in my opinion, Cam Newton didn't go to Auburn to get a college degree. Cam Newton went to Auburn to play football in order to get ready for the NFL. Yeah,
1: that is, that is fair. I I see your point. Um, I, first of all, I don't know how that would ever, first of all, I don't think that would ever come into place. Uh, that would never become a reality, even though it sounds ideal in a lot of ways. Uh, but also, so I, I agree that College athletes should be able to get paid, uh, but not in the same sense you're talking about. Uh, Mom, we're talking about being paid for their namesake. Um, so any jersey sales uh, that the school, you know, sells with their number or their name or or their likeness on it, mm-hmm. they should be able to get paid for it. And if you're big enough, like uh, back in the day, the whole Johnny Menzel thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I don't like the guy, but. He should be able to make money off of his signatures. Like, if he wants to spend time and to, uh, even though he's already rich, I don't really know why he needs to do that. But if he wants to spend the time to, you know, sign thousands of of items, like, why can't he? Um, uh, That's the part that is really hypocritical to me. Uh, Not just the fact that these schools are making billions of dollars off of it, but any other student at that school, if they had that same opportunity they would be able to make money off, that name, off their name if, if they weren't playing sports. So that part just doesn't jive with me. Uh, but as far as the salary is concerned, I just don't know, there's just there's just too many factors, and I, I think the NCAA, we both know it's, it's a sham, right? And, but for them to go from the system they have in place now to paying a salary or, or a, going into a bidding war for these players, uh it just i think it would, it's just talking about way too much
0: do you think it's um do you think it's hard to integrate because the discrepancy of the salaries that potentially would happen like you know obviously a five star wide receiver in football is going to get paid more than um a female golfer right right so right. Do, you, do you think that is the crux of the issue cuz i i think it's pretty straightforward i think if seven schools want to sign john doe to a four year college degree or four year contract at a college i think that school or that university should pay for him
1: that's a huge crux of the issue for me uh because we don't even have that yet in like the nba we don't even have that yet in like the nfl like there there's salary caps there in place to uh to keep for instance someone from paying LeBron James like 200 million dollars and it it I think in a lot of ways it does level the playing field so Alabama is already you know making the national championship what every single year Mm -hmm. and if if they're able to bring take all that money they have it's just a never-ending cycle and so you're gonna have all the smaller schools really complaining and really having zero shot right um,
0: yeah, so, so, I, I, so that's I a big agree. part of it. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment. And you know, my initial thoughts is that I don't really care, right? But you know me, like <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm always about the super teams and the super, I'm uh, large market teams being the ones that should be in the in the dance, if you will. Um, right. But the other side of the argument is, you know, like professional soccer and the MLB. There's no salary cap there. It's usually the Dodgers or the Yankees or Real Madrid, you know, always at the yeah. top in terms of salary each year. And they're not guaranteed a successful season. I don't know the last time the Dodgers won. I don't know the last time the Yankees won. So even though it's a, you know, in your opinion, an uneven paying, uh, playing field, which which is true because at the end of the day, they're getting, you know, 10 of the five-star athletes. But it doesn't guarantee a, a ship.
1: Yeah. No that that's also a fair point. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's a lot to think about but uh it is a very valid question though because if if I'm a college athlete and say say you're a college athlete who's who's pretty decent like you're you know you're leading your team but you're at a small school you have very little chance of you know, going pro of making millions in the sport after graduation. Yeah. Like, how are you not super tempted to, to shave points and, and to make your money while you can, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. If I was a star at a junior college as a sophomore, right, I feel like I should be in every right, just like a professional athlete or a head coach, to leave that school and then play for another school the very next year on a salary. Like, let's say I'm at Tarrant County Junior College and I'm scoring 45 points a game. I want North Carolina to pick me up next season and pay me, you know, $800,000. Like, I I feel like if we open it up, I think it would be fair. But if we uh, try to standardize or try to restrict certain things, that's when I think there's more unfairness or unevenness.
1: Yeah, but it does open up a huge pandora's box though right like yeah, where it does it end yeah. right so right now we're just talking about sports what if you know whatever else like engineering like are they gonna we're gonna have to start paying like engineering students to go to school as well and it so i think it just it opens up a lot more questions and a lot more uncertainty than than i think it
0: it closes but that's yeah that's that's also a hypocrisy of amateur sports right let's say you're an amazing engineer you're 17 years old and you invented a brand new patent that i don't know revenues 10 million dollars a year then you you get accepted into a great engineering school let's just say ut right so ut in general in theory is actually paying for you in terms of scholarships right But also, that person gets to still run the business and make money and not be treated as an amateur. Whereas if you're a professional athlete, if you were to do that, let's say a Johnny Manziel signing autographs, um, it's against amateur sports or amateur laws there, and and he or she would get suspended. And I don't know, it's, it's just very hypocritical to me in terms of athletes. Obviously, when we talk about athletes, it's really like, the 0.1% of the population. Yeah, so we're talking about the top of the top. Yeah, yeah. but that 0.1% is bringing in the top 99% of the money, you know? Right. So it's it's a, I don't know, you're right, it's a Pandora's box, but at the same time, I, f- I feel like in a economy like ours that's quote-unquote, you know, ceilingless and op- open walls and free, I think um, we should do the same for college sports. Yeah.
1: Well, if we're talking about top of the top and going back to your kind of metaphor or or analogy, when you're talking about, you know, a top engineering student with a patent going into college, uh, the thing is he doesn't have to go to college, right? Like he has that choice that like, he could just go out and, and just make money doing like start his own business, whatever, whatever it takes. Uh, but the top of the top, when it comes to like basketball, they still have this ridiculous rule where you can't go straight from the high school NBA. So you're kind of trapped there for a year anyway. So I think that part is very hypocritical as well. And I know they're talking about it. There's discussions going to be happening this offseason about whether to do away with that one-and-done rule. Yeah. Uh, but as of right now, like that part is also ridiculous. So it's just it's systematically, it's already ridiculous that they have to stay for a year, and they don't have the choice to just jump right into it, uh, which is not evident in any other form of business, right? Yeah. Uh, um and NFL obviously you still have stay two two plus years. So it's I, I think there's tweaking to be done. I, I just don't think it has to well, first of all, I don't think realistically it will get to the salary base you're talking about, but I think there's tweaks that can be done to kind of come to a middle ground between the two.
0: Yeah, and I think both you and I are pretty big fans of Jay Billis, right? He yeah. um he is a huge proponent of basically just getting rid of these, like you said, ridiculous rules and laws and allowing the kids to do whatever they want and get paid um, for their work. Um, but I do want to tie this back to the legalization of gambling. And it's funny that you bring up the basketball because with Adam Silver being so, you know, for thinking or um, willing to be open-minded, I think the death of college basketball is a lot nearer than people think. And I'm not saying death as in it's not going to take place anymore or it's not going to happen anymore. But I think with gambling money about to be infused into the NBA, it would be very smart if Adam Silver took that money and put it into the G League. So then now salaries in the G League are going to be like pretty – comparable to Europe or China or other leagues. Ah, that's a good point, so yeah. Then it, yeah, it allows these kids, instead of, instead of having to go to college for one year, even though they they have no, like, there's no love for the school. You can, they can say whatever they want, but when you're at, you know, Austin or you're in, Lexington Kentucky for nine months it's not like you have anything you don't have any ties to that area so it's not like you're really playing for your school um right. so now if you are given the opportunity to go to the G League and make you know high six figures or even if you're a five-star recruit like a DeAndre Ayton um and you can make like a million dollars right after high school like why? yeah yeah just go to the G League you're gonna be it's, playing against other that's men that's a
1: really good point yeah
0: yeah and I, I think um with, with gambling money coming in and with Adam Silver at the helm, I think it's a lot closer um, than people may realize. It is Adam Silver's world. Wow.
1: <laughs> poor, poor LeVar, man. Who's going to sign up for LeVar's league if, if the G League does this?
0: LeVar's just going to have everyone gambling, so there's going to be so much <laughs> money anyways. But he, ha- no. he has to create a league, right, because it's – other two sons are not going to make the G
1: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that is that's a good point. I did not think of that for the G League, but the timing really all makes sense, and, and especially with Adam Silver being so forward-thinking, I'm sure this is already kind of in the back of his mind.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you think about baseball, right, if you're a high, high school baseball recruit, you can still get drafted at a high school, and you have a choice to... Go into the minors, go into that professional, um, right. you know, just mentorship, if you will, kind of like um, apprenticeship, going through the minors, single A, double A, triple A, or you can choose to go to college. But I believe with baseball players, even though you go to college, can't, aren't you allowed to leave any time and go to the, to the team that drafted you?
1: Uh, no, you can enter the draft again. Which uh, a lot of people do. Got it. Uh, so there's a lot of like negotiations, and obviously it, it depends. It all depends on the kids and their families and when they want to bank on that payday, right? So if you think if you're like say you're taking end of the first round out of high school, and but you think you could have the potential to be like a top five talent, then you go to school for a year, end of the draft again, and then and then kind of see what happens. And uh, the money difference is huge, and obviously like. Man, props to anyone who goes through the minor league system, man. That's that's a that is a grind for years. So, did, it, you, props hear, to you, did it, you hear? Did
0: you hear about the uh, Texas Rangers pitcher?
1: <laughs> I just heard about that yesterday. Isn't that,
0: that an amazing story?
1: It's amazing, but it's also insane. Like I <laughs> don't know how he did it. Like, how do you how do you do that? How do you live that life for like sixteen? Seventeen years.
0: Yes, yeah, so is... I for those who don't know, uh the Rangers just moved up a guy from the minor league system who was in that system grinding day in and day out on buses left and right for yeah, you're right, upwards of fifteen years. He finally made his first major league start the other day and uh now he has professional money, which is which is crazy. Ah,
1: that is, uh, that's crazy. Like was he in triple A the whole time or, or like a minor, minor, like double A, single
0: A. Uh, I have, I have no idea. I have no idea. Because,
1: because we're we're talking about him going like sixteen years, making I don't know two grand a month, maybe yeah. three grand. Like yeah. it, that is insane. But hey, props to him. I mean, for her, for you to live your dream and believe in your dream for that long, like you can't you can't hate on him for that.
0: But then now, um if he if he could start it over again, he'll he'll do the same thing. But then he can start gambling on himself and start making money, (laughs) right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of those players, most of those players have to do something else, I'm pretty sure. Like, the guys like that, like, not the top, top of the top, cream of the crop, top range guys, but some of those long-time minor leaguers, like, they have to be doing something else on the side.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think they get stipends on, like, you know, hotels and food and stuff like that. But you're right. Like, if you have a family and you have four kids, there's no way you can support your family on a minor league salary. Yeah. For love of the game, man. For love of the game. I think there's a movie called For Love of the Game, and it's the same story, right? It's an old yeah. pitcher, and he got picked up finally, and it's, like, the perfect game or something like that. But, yeah, so... Um, Any final thoughts in terms of legalizing sports gambling? Uh, When do you think it's going to happen in Texas? I think New Jersey's first. Um, Other states like Nevada, California, Oregon, I believe, are already implementing. Um, But where do you think, how far do you think Texas is behind them?
1: I think we're very far behind. I'm going to say, like, out of the 50 states, I wouldn't be surprised we're we're, like, one of the last 10, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but on the plus side, like at least, you know, when, and if, and when it is legalized in Texas, like at least, you know, you won't have to worry about getting paid out on like gift cards and like <laughs> cash cards and stuff like that. And, and waiting like four or five weeks, maybe now everything will be faster in terms of depositing and it won't be real shady on your credit card account. <laughs> it's like some random pop-up shop here and there, um, it's, it's some of these sites are pretty shady right now, but uh hopefully the payout <laughs> system maybe they can link up with with uh paypal or or Venmo or something like that and get your money right oh, away
0: oh, there's a business opportunity for sure yeah. um yeah, a lot of these casinos also already are already starting construction on brand new sports books and they're yeah. converting you know like bars into sports books and things like that. This is a uh, a lot bigger impact than people think and i I don't know like. What's the next step after, you know, legalizing this in casinos and racetracks? What if it's, you know, if you go to <laughs> Europe or if you go to Asia, for example, you yeah. can just go to your, you know, restaurant down the street and you can gamble officially there as well.
1: Yeah, that is that is fair. Do you think Vegas takes a big hit here?
0: Um, Honestly, no, right? I think if anything, the added exposure and added, um, yeah, just just the added eyeballs now on the on the gambling world is just going to increase um, the amount of activity, in my opinion.
1: That's a fair point. Uh, but I also see, like... So as of right now, like, a lot of people still see sports gambling as synonymous with Vegas. Like, they... Most people don't know about or won't trust all these random sites we've, we've mentioned. Like, they will only go to Vegas maybe once a year and punch their tickets and then hold on to those tickets year round until it cashes and then make another trip back there. Like there's a lot of people like that. Um,
0: You talking about Whaley?
1: (laughs) Not just him, but, uh, but yeah, if you want to call him out by name, he's he's sitting on a big rockets ticket right now, but it's, there's, there's a lot of people like Whaley, like a lot of people who, who won't go to these random, you know, bet us or Bravada, whatever sites uh, we use, but they're, because it's legitimate. That's that's kind of what they what they're sticking with.
0: How scared would you be of losing your ticket?
1: I know that <laughs> that's a long time to hold on to a piece of paper.
0: You have to like. Do they accept pictures? Like if you take a picture in your no. phone? Oh man, that is. No, I'm pretty
1: sure they don't. That no. is
0: tough. That's tough.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to ask Whaley, but I'm pretty sure he, he's lost the ticket before. It wasn't for that much, but. But yeah, that has to be an awful feeling.
0: You know, that's the biggest fear I have in life is winning the lottery and not knowing, <laughs> right? <laughs> not knowing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's happened a couple times in recent years where the ticket has been thrown oh, away. Oh, doesn't get claimed. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. With that being said, my my final thing I want to talk about, Mock, is the negative connotation around sports gambling. Oh, um, true. Yeah, because it's been illegal basically our entire adult life, um, there's a really bad connotation with it, whether it's recklessness, irresponsibility, uh, whatever the case may be, um, people just look down on it. Do you think, I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon, maybe next generation, maybe your kid's generation, but do you think it's going to be seen as a like, legitimate profession? oh man uh and and before you answer that i do want to throw in growing up i think video games and and games like that were always looked down upon as time wasters or what are you doing you're frying your brain (laughs) read a book but now esports is probably the fastest growing highest money making year over year um in the in the world and so we weren't we weren't wasting enough of our time yeah man and like it's legitimate, there's you know college degrees to teach you how to play video games now <laughs> game so, theory, yeah, yeah, so it's it's a legitimate profession, and I'm wondering if gambling <laughs> is gonna be that way too
1: I think it's regional and cultural so so cultural obviously we're both Asian and um I think that part of us will like gambling will always kind of be looked down upon in that regard, yeah um, and regional because we're in Texas obviously and it's a very conservative state. Like I mentioned, it's, I won't be surprised if it's one of the very last states to legalize uh sports gambling. Uh but it's it's a lot like like marijuana, right? Marijuana was just legalized or, or uh in certain states. I, I think they kinda of the same thing, like they left it up to the state discretion. Um but I would say most people in Texas still view it the same way, even though you know there's medical marijuana, there's cases where you know it's obvious that it has some benefits medically speaking, and uh, there's really no like you can't overdose on it like there's no there's no back downside to it, uh, mm-hmm. but it still has that stigma it still carries that uh, with it and and I think sports gambling will kind of be the same way, but who cares like if you if you if you're good at it if you can make money at it if if you're good enough to make money at it long term uh you know kudos to you if would i be happy if if like my kids went into it full-time probably not but uh but we'll see we'll see
0: all right guys thank you for catching this latest episode regarding legalization of sports gambling as well as whether or not we should pay college athletes i think those two are front and center right now in terms of sports news, Um, please check us out on Facebook, Six Pennies Podcast. We're on SoundCloud as well. And if you have some time, uh, check us out on iTunes and leave us a review. Thanks, guys.